Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, the Psych First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Christie, longtime fan of Psych, joined as always by my co-host, first-time fan of Psych, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Hey, Jake, I'm good. Ready to come back, back like cook crack, and ready to go. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. You know, you took a little trip to what you're the Mile High City, I understand. Um, little Denver action. Yeah, actually. yeah. No, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, not for us coastal elites, let's just say. Exactly, yeah. Wow, Denver taking a huge shot right off the bat. Um, I know, coming straight from the top rope. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Denver. We're here to talk about episode of Psych, episode, f- uh, what is it, 13? of uh, 14, Or 14, 14 of season, 14, sorry, of season one, Poker? I hardly know her. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, this episode's about Poker. I assume you played some poker in your day. What's what's your experience with poker generally? Um, I like playing poker. Um, I like playing it, you know, um, amongst friends. Mm-hmm. I get too nervous at the table if I'm like in Vegas yeah. or AC or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. I'm not good, but I, I like it. How about you? I have never actually been to an actual casino, which is unfortunate, but it's true. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, and so I've played poker plenty among friends, but I'm just like, I'm just not good at it. I'm both, I'm in both, I'm an incredibly impatient person. I'm very expressive and I don't, I'm not good at keeping track of things in my head, like keeping track of math in my head. You know what I mean? Cause like, if you listen to people who are good at poker, explain how they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's all about like knowing the types of bets that people do in certain situations and paying attention to what cards have been on the board, and paying attention to what possible cards people could have, and brother, this brain is about remembering character actors' names. It's not about that. You know what I mean? Like I just I can't. It's not for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not good at that either. Um, I'm better at that with like. Uh, there's this game, this Filipino card game called Pasoy, mm-hmm. where if you play amongst four people, you can kind of more or less tell what someone else has. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I love playing poker like among friends. That's a lot of fun, especially when it's low stakes. Um, I like uh, I think I'm cool, like, you know, doing things with the poker chips like I'm a pro, you know, like splitting them apart and putting them together, rolling them around my hands, you know, like that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that. But and I also was a big fan growing up. I think that the the 2003 World Series of Poker, the first one that like really blew up on TV, was a seminal moment for my brothers and my dad and I because like it was during the summer, and I think that entire, we probably watched every single night, um, and so that was like a very that's how I learned I learned poker when I was like you know young because just watching that. Where uh, did you, Chris, did you have a favorite? Um, I always liked Phil Ivey uh, because he like wore basketball jerseys and seemed cool, um, but. Yeah, now I probably like Daniel Legrander the most because just because he's fun to watch because he calls out what other people have. Um, I don't know if you were expecting a, not expecting a real answer, but I do have thoughts on professional poker players. No, 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 I was, I was. I mean, I knew like a few guys. I think there was like Phil Helmuth. Phil Helmuth, uh, who's the the poker brat, the most annoying yeah. guy. Yeah, Doyle Brunson. Doyle, Doyle Brunson is like one of the icons. The the Doyle Brunson the hand is a seven two offsuit. I see. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I think I watched a little bit of it, um, but yeah, no, it's not yeah. my bag. The big thing about the 2003 World Series of Poker was that one, it was the first time they ever put the pocket cam, which, like, that turns 
a really boring viewing experience into something that is actually like a lot of drama. Like there is just something inherently dramatic about knowing what two people have, especially if the person who is mathematically going to lose puts in a big bet. Like that's really compelling to watch. Um, yeah. And then also it was the first year where a basically an unknown one, Chris Moneymaker, who was, that was his real name was the guy who qualified from just online tournaments and he won. Um, Chris Moneymaker. And so it was like a great, narrative where it's like he beat Doyle Brunson he beat all these people um and he was just a dude in sunglasses who you know made it to the made made it to the championship I recommend they, there was a really good um uh 30 for 30 podcast about this specific thing I recommend to anyone who's interested in because I do think it's I do think it's very interesting when there's a specific like tv moment because that was like a huge fucking deal and then it never really was again um anyway that's my main poker thought I think about that a lot um but we're not here to talk about that. We're talking about this poker game where Sean is playing in the, in the past. He's playing against some cops. And another thing I thought of, of course, is a movie I'm sure you've seen, the 1999 film Rounders. Um, never seen it. No. You've never seen it. Never seen it. Never seen it. No. You'd enjoy it because it's, it's, I mean, it's a 90s Damon and Norton, you know. I haven't seen a lot of like card movies. Um, mm. Like, I haven't seen. Um, well, first of all, I don't think I've seen a lot of the, I know that Ocean's Eleven isn't really about that, Mm -hmm. but I haven't seen those. I haven't seen 21. I haven't seen, uh, what are the cards? I saw Molly's Game. Molly's Game? Is that the one about Yeah, Molly's Game. I confuse it with the other one, Miss Sloan, which I think is the same thing. It's not the same thing. Miss Sloan is a movie about a lobbyist and a gun bill, so no. Yeah, close enough. I've seen both Uh, of them. I've actually actually seen every single movie you've named so far. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you have. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the oceans movies are of all the movies we talked about. The oceans movies are by far the best, um, and I think you should see them because they just fucking rule. They're not about cards really, but you know. I, I think uh, I've said this before, but I watched Ocean Thirteen. That's the only one I've seen, and I watched it like pissed drunk. So yeah, might as well just say I'd never seen it. Yeah. Um, ironically, that one has the most to do with actual casino games. Um, but uh, I was thinking about Rounders because in Rounders there's a scene where they play with some off-duty cops, and let's just say things don't go so well for uh, for, for, our, for our main characters. For the rounders. Uh-huh. Exactly. Now, that movie, I feel like, is, like, the most real poker movie because it was made because the writers, like, went into a bunch of underground games in, like, you know, under Chinese restaurants and played in the wee hours of the morning. So, was that Koppelman? Like, uh, Brian uh, Koppelman and Levine. Yeah, the guy who do, guys who do billions. Okay. But anyway... Uh, Basically, Sean is doing the classic thing where he can he sees everyone's tells, um, and he knows what they have, and so he wins. But then he gets caught by Henry, who gives him a speech about how he shouldn't gamble. Yeah, uh, and that's unfortunate because he's he's been raking in some cash. He's been uh, he's been beating the shit out of them, and instead of you know letting him take the spoils, he uh, he donates it to a United Way. Uh, mm donation box which how convenient that it's there but yeah yeah some um, kids will be so, happy and specifically henry tells them that the house always wins which is, of course is you know one of the primary axioms yeah. of of gambling um but anyway we then cut to some more gambling in the future where goss is betting sean that he can't make a basketball uh, a trash can basketball shot um which you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't bet ten dollars on that. That's just that's a waste of money, um, and he ends up losing. I would definitely bet that money. I'm like super into uh, garbage basketball. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm not talking about the Orlando Magic uh, shots. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, I mean, I was more shocked that there was like no mention of the name Kobe while they were shooting. Mm. To be quite honest with you. Yeah, I what I do is if I I um, will shoot a basketball like shoot a thing into the trash can and if i miss i'll say like a shitty player <laughs> like I'll be, you know what i mean like i'll be like, like Jokic? no no i said a shitty player like i'll be like michael k Gilchrist, like someone who's bad at shooting um okay yeah russell westbrook um, russell westbrook exactly man i would i would just love to call that man westbrook to his face um anyway uh i can't stand russell westbrook um I can see that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, people just love him so much because he p- plays hard. And it's like, as someone who... Uh, effort is whatever. What? Okay, you play hard, but you're bad. So it, stop complaining that people boo you. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I also did once tweet... I think I just tweeted this to Circles. But, like, I can't relate to Russell Westbrook whatsoever. Because if I people were booing me because they didn't like how I was doing at my job, I would just quit. I don't understand why he keeps playing basketball. And that's just yeah. that's why he's a professional athlete and I've made nothing of myself. But still. But still. But still. Yes. Agreed. So, um. <laughs> the, the double or nothing is trivia. And Sean gets it immediately. I didn't get what the trivia was. I think that he's just – I think the joke there is that Gus is predictable, that he just always thinks of something obscure. And, like, Grover Cleveland is, like, the go-to, like, obscure answer for president. Um, like, I, fa- I don't know. That it just, it's probably what president served non-consecutive terms. What's the only president to get married in the White House? Um, I don't know. What was the first two names of – Cleveland Indians pitcher Alexander, who led them in wins for most of their history. I don't, what, do you, what do you want from me? No, I mean, like, was there a trivia question on the show? No, no. The joke was that he that he's so predictable that he just knows that the answer is going to be Grover Cleveland. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, I didn't understand that. Okay, yeah. got it. Um, so uh, Henry then shows up to the office, um, and I do love the bit where he asks if he can be invited in, and Sean asks what the Wolf of Vampires is. Um, yeah, that made me laugh. I feel like modern day vampire literature doesn't use that. Like my, a lot of vampires, like like a Twilight would have, I think, would have been better if they utilized that. Um, like one of my favorite bits yeah. is: Did you ever see the 2011 Fright Night? Yeah, with Colin Firth. Yeah, there's a really good bit where he like is like trying to get to the house and. Tony Collette doesn't know he's a vampire. He's like, he's confused as to why Anton Yelkin's not inviting him in. And he, you can tell like, he physically can't get in unless he gets invited in. Good stuff. It's an underrated movie. Um, yeah, I agree. Anyway, um, so let him in. And Sean starts, he clearly is nervous. So he starts like doing bits, but he doesn't have his heart in him. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But Henry asks where his license is. Yeah, and he's like, what kind of license? Uh, something about a license to kill? License to... Oh, first pilot's license and then license to kill. Yeah, and um, no. Henry's, uh, he wants to know where is his private investigator, his PI license. Yes. Um, which, you know, it's a good question. I don't know why most people, more people don't ask, but it's because they're not a private investigator. It's a psychic yes. uh, investigating, which, investigation office. Um, I mean, the, uh, there's a lot of ways that Sean is has committed uh, criminal fraud. That is a literal one. That is just like that is one hundred percent open and shut. Because um, he technically mm-hmm. can't take advantage of that exemption if he's not actually psychic. Of course, how do you prove if you're psychic? Because you know, yeah. yeah. Um, but cool. Henry's just being very critical of the office. He says like there should be more lamps than outlets overloaded. Which 
that second thing isn't important to consider. You don't want to burn down the building. Like, be safe with your outlets, folks. Um, but they're trying to get him out of the office because he they have an 11 o'clock appointment. And wouldn't you know it, Henry Spencer, retired police detective, is there 11 o'clock. Um, yeah, he's, he's at 11 o'clock. Um, no, Bill Peterson's there. Well, yeah, but no, but he says, I'm your 11 o'clock. That's what, I mean, obviously, oh, right, 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 right. And so, yeah, he, he basically explains that his buddy, uh, Bill Peterson, he of Peterson Automotives or whatever the hell, um, mm-hmm. some, some guy who owns a whole bunch of dealerships, um, mm-hmm. that he's got a problem and he, for whatever reason, doesn't want to involve the police on this. Um, and that problem is that his, his, his son's missing and he suspects mm-hmm. that his son, Brandon might be mixed up with the wrong crowd or a fucked up situation mm-hmm. or something. So he wants him to look into it. Exactly. And so, yeah, we learn, yeah, that, um, and so Sean kind of impresses him by guessing his name and being, doing all that. Um, but I, I do like, uh, one, I just want to know, cause I said, I'm going to call out the different running bits. Another Gus, don't be Gus, don't be a gooey chocolate chip cookie. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. so they, they talk to um, to Mr. Peterson, and they end up agreeing to go find uh, Brandon. Yep. And yeah, he mentions uh, a couple more details, basically, mm-hmm. that he's kind of like, you know, he's he's been a fuck up. Um, mm-hmm. He had fired him a couple of weeks ago, and he would hope that that would have been like the kick in the ass to get him to get his shit together. And on top of that, he's in the last two weeks, he's been evicted from his apartment. He's had his cell phone cut off and uh, he took a check from his dad's office or from his house or whatever and forged it for 30K. So he's an all around piece of shit. Yeah, Um, man. It's always funny. I don't know about you. And this is just probably a specific thing between me and my older brother. But whenever someone like in the modern day, like in the 20. to 21st century gets arrested for the crime of writing bad checks. I think it's funny just because like that feels like a 1930s crime. You know, what I mean? like it doesn't feel like something people still do. Have you ever written a check? Uh, no. I've, I mean, yeah. At work, I have. I have to prepare checks, but I've never actually. I've never paid anything via check myself. No. Um, Not even rent. No, because when I lived. Uh, for a deposit. No. So when I my first apartment I had um was my um. It was in college, and my parents uh, took care of it because I was on scholarship for the school. I'm not that privileged. Um, and then, then my first one out of uh, college, I lived with my two brothers, and my older brother wrote the checks for rent. And then my last two living situations have both been subleasing situations, so I just send payments via Zelle because it's not uh, – yeah. So, no, never actually – I mean, I'd be fine to. I know how to write a check. I'm not that inept, but uh, – because, like I said, I do – for work, I have to write them all the time. But um, – they're not actually. Do you know? Checks. Did you know that the lines on the checks are just tiny text? I which ones the uh, on the it's outside under the, where the signature is like the signature line is literally a bunch of microscopic text. I did not did not know that. Good to know. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, if you if you're looking to forge checks, make sure you keep a uh, keep count. Holler at your boy. I used to work at a bank for like seven years. Yeah, I exactly. got you. Yep. Um. And so. Uh, so. Oh, dude, I lost my place. My notes because I was thinking please about the station, scene. In station, I was thinking. Station. I was thinking of the scene in Catch Me If You Can where he uses like the uh, the Never model airplane. 
the uh-huh. model airplane to copy the airplane logo to make a fake airline check. Anyway, um, wow. great movie. Uh, so Juliet goes to speak with um, with Chief Vic. And she's, it's a very serious issue. It's a problem with the detective. And you're like, oh, no, is someone getting a little inappropriate? Nope, that's not it at all. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. Um, apparently, she is there because uh, our good friend Carlton Lasseter's birthday is that day or coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wants, you know, she wants to do something special for him, but she can't figure out what to do because he's such a buttoned up guy. He doesn't really reveal a lot about himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Vic's kind of surprised by this, like, oh, you guys are like partners, how do you not know anything? And it's because uh, Carlton doesn't, it's not one for talking a lot, no. um, which seems kind of like a made up thing for this episode because he talks plenty, like, whenever we see him. Yeah, um, I feel like if they say that he doesn't share stuff about his personal life, I, I believe that he doesn't talk thing. about things he likes, but yeah, he's yeah. not, it's not like he's like super stoic, yeah, but that's what kind of like this conversation uh says and like they even have that funny thing about like sometimes he likes to just write in silence or he requests that which you know i don't blame him sometimes you just want to write in silence yes so uh as this is going on sean and gus go to uh brandon's old apartment and they find all this stuff in like a uh like a garage yeah garage. garage and there's like some chicken wire on it around it and um they realize that Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason why this stuff, his stuff, is all there is because apparently, and I don't know if this is an actual thing, but if you get evicted and like you don't come back to get your shit in time, I guess they hold on to your stuff. I mean, sure, um, maybe they do that. I've never been evicted, and so I don't. Yeah, and even if they, even if they did do that, it'd be kind of fucking weird to like do it in your own like place. You just think they have like a storage unit for this kind of situation. I don't know. Um, Anyways, go on. So they realize he tried to break in, and they're trying to see like what did he try to get out of his uh, out of his you know box of whatever. And Sean and Gus are reaching for like the mail where he like he cut a little hole. And there's an argument where Sean and Gus have about who should reach for it because they need to decide who, as Sean puts it, arms are more slender. Which I just right. like that joke. Yeah, um, so I guess Sean ends up winning because, mm-hmm. and yeah, he ends up winning, so he gets the privilege. While Gus claims that his biceps wouldn't have, wouldn't have allowed him to get under there, mm-hmm. anyways. So the only thing that's like within reach is basically like a pile of mail. Mm-hmm. So they go through said pile of mail, and you know, just as the the father had painted the picture, basically there's a bunch of like final notices mm-hmm. and like just a lot of like you know that kind of thing for people with severe cash flow problems. Um, but amongst all this, uh, they find a, like a business card for a garden yeah. supply store. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know, kind of flimsy also. Cause I mean, maybe you have plants in your house and you need some fucking Yeah. Soil. I think it was like a landscaping thing. I, but I think that the point is probably correct. Given also that this kid doesn't seem like someone who necessarily would uh, keep this have business plants. card. But the important yeah. thing is that on the back, there's a message. I can't roll my R's. Do you mind? Rural? Rural? I, I don't know. That's a tough one. It's, it's well, because it's rural, roll sound, and then love roll. The first mm-hmm. two ones are a rolled R, um, which I really, I can't do. I've tried many times. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I can make a gun noise with my tongue, but I can't do... Uh... No. What's a gun noise? Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do it too a little bit, but a yeah. little bit. The, I, the reason I point out is because I'm very good at it, whereas I can't roll my R's at all. Um, <laughs> and so they go yeah. to the garden place and they stake it out. And Sean is doing nothing. Correction, he's preparing to eat a chalupa. You know, and that's a thing. That's important. Yeah, that's a two-handed. Uh, that's a two-handed mm-hmm. effort for one mm-hmm. of those. Um, and so they notice that for whatever reason, like a bunch of fancy cars are pulling up to this garden supply store. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. People must yeah. have a lot of money, and they like to go do gardening. Mm. I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> and so they he, they walk by one of these cars, and the woman in the, the seat has a card bracelet on, like a gold bracelet with playing cards on it. Yeah, well, like, a, follow- like a five card, like a five yeah. suit. Uh, exactly. They uh, follow this guy towards some shrubs, and then they get lost in the shrubs because, oh, wow, it's a shrub maze, baby. You've seen a corn maze before. This is a shrub maze. Yep. And so, you know, Sean gets to thinking and he remembers what was on the business card, on the card. And he remembers, and he, I mean, he comes to the conclusion that it's directions for this mm-hmm. maze. R, mm-hmm. you know, standing for right, L being a left. So they follow the instructions that he remembered, of course. Mm-hmm. And they come across a door marked authorized personnel only. Mm-hmm. So... Instead of diving right into it, they decide mm-hmm. to just take a little peek through the shrubs. And mm-hmm. sure enough, they see that there's a there's a card game going. There's like a mm-hmm. private little card game going, which interesting locale. Yeah, and so Gus mentions um, that he plays online poker. Uh, and uh, this was after it was made illegal to play for real money online, um, which is a very fa- it's a fascinating thing on also the, uh, the story of how that happened. Um, um, but anyway, that they see a guy who clearly is down on his luck get taken away from the table by some tough guys. Um, There's not a place you want to be in. Um, you know, you never, you don't want to be the guy who's like, no, I can make it. Uh, trust me, just give me one more shot. Uh, brother, you got to listen to those uh, those disclaimers at the end of FanDuel ads. Uh, 1-800-GAMBLER-FRIEND. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're like in Kentucky and you get that weird ass number, um, I think and, Indiana uh, also is a weird one too. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a bunch of guys, you know, uh, being very threatening. They threaten to cut off his finger, which is fucking rough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it's uh, they instead of like trying to like infiltrate their way or like pretend mm-hmm. to be poker players, they just decide to fucking hightail it. So yeah. they leave. Good call. You know, you. you they they will put themselves in some scary situations. This one you do want to avoid. But they then cut back to the the office, and Henry and Mister Peterson are there. Um, and Sean is he's he's wearing headphones. He's doing a sensory deprivation thing where because he can't hear, he can smell better, and he's going to use his sense of smell to find Brandon. Yeah, um, and so you know he goes into the thing where he is going to reveal. Uh, some clues that he that he knows, so he go, he does like his little word association game. So he asks Gus to present to present the spuds, uh, some chips, uh, but mm-hmm. no, not potato chips. Like uh, this, this somehow has something to do with uh, with actual like poker chips. And uh, I do like that he says the name of the episode right here. Poker, yes, he I does. Know her. Yeah, I like that. Um, they they do they talk about poker. And um, 
they realize he's playing poker on a garden, and this is when Peterson reveals that uh, his son's username on online poker was Dumb Luck Two, um, which is he must have gotten in early because that feels like it'll be taken very soon. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, pretty good name. I'm not mad at it. It's pretty cool. Have you ever um, gotten a really early username on a site or something like that? Uh, I mean, I had my name originally on Instagram, and then I deleted it. My first one, and then some random person in Peru has it now, and they don't. They haven't posted anything ever. So I've I've actually petitioned the Instagram several times to get it back, but no dice. I was thinking more how when there was an app called the List app, which I thought was going to be a big deal. Uh, I think it was launched by BJ Novak and a couple people. Uh, I got on there and I got at JC, which I'm like, that's going to be worth something. Nope, nothing, nothing ever came to it. <laughs> and I never even heard of the list. I don't know. What the yeah, I, I, I'm sure you haven't because if you had heard of it, then at JC would have been worth a little pretty penny. Uh, so anyway, we cut to um, Juliet calling Carlton's mother and she's like, oh no, it's the phone call. It's the phone call. Because she thinks that Lazar got shot. Um, and then she doesn't believe that a female officer exists. She's real, real old school. Um, yeah. And we learn that Lassie's nickname is Booker and that he doesn't celebra- celebrate birthdays. And then she recommends that uh, she asks Carlton's wife for advice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jules fucks up completely. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, she said that she didn't want to inconvenience her because of the separation. And apparently Carlton's mom did not know that uh, he had gotten separated from his wife. So she starts freaking out mm-hmm. and hangs up on Jules and immediately calls Lasseter, who we overhear. Um, basically, I guess his mom wants her wedding ring back. Yeah. Fair uh, enough. So, so we see Gus playing some online poker. He has some obvious tells. Sean is guessing that he's a full house, two parents, et cetera, et cetera. And then as they're going on, um, Dumb Luck 2 joins the game. This must be a local poker site because there's no way that this... You're going to be in the same room as this person? Yeah. yeah. And we learn that Gus's name is Big Kitty 75 um, which... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, and Sean makes a funny joke that, like, were there, was there, like, another 74 Big Kitties before him? Mm-hmm. Um, which we don't really get why he's the 75 thing, but... I mean, at first I thought it was like a pussy joke. Or, sorry, not a pussy joke, like a vagina joke. Um, but yeah, then I remember that it is, uh, that's how you say the pot, the kitty. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, it is. It, he's right that it is a poker term, but also big kitty 75, come on. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so Sean decides that he's going to use this opportunity to try to talk to uh, Brandon and he starts flirting, and he says his name is Felicia F- Fancy Bottom. And uh, Gus says, "What am I, a Bond villain?" Which, as someone who watched all the Bond movies last <laughs> year, that's less a Bond villain name and more a Bond like a Bond girl, girl name. Yeah. Do you know some of these names? One, uh, no, obviously a lot of. No, a lot of vagina. That's from Austin Powers. Austin Powers, yeah. uh, Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore. Uh, I don't one, know one of my favorite ones is uh, Doctor Holly Goodhead. Um, <laughs> How about, what was the, wasn't Denise Richards like a nuclear physicist? Christmas Jones and the movie Christmas ends, Jones. the movie ends with Pierce Brosnan saying, I thought Christmas only came once a year. Um, that is, that, <laughs> that is a true story that that's how that movie ends. Um, that's funny. 
The funny thing too is that you think they're like, oh my god, they got racy in the nineties. No, I think a total of three different Roger Moore Bond movies end with him being caught having sex with someone. There's literally one where he's skyping in with the Queen, basically, and it's like, oh, what's going on? And he's having sex with a woman. Um, crazy stuff. Uh, anyway, well, but Felicia Fancy Bottom would absolutely. If you told me Felicia Fancy Bottom was the Bond girl in For Your Eyes Only, I'd be like, of course, yeah. Um, so she wouldn't even bat an eye, eyelash. So they go to get some coffee with him. They tell him to bring a poinsettia, um, which is not a flower. Uh, and they meet him there, and he immediately – he's mad that he didn't get to meet Felicia. Yeah, and I'm mad because I'm trying to figure out uh, if Fel- I mean, Felicia – if poinsettia was even in season at the time. Um, but, yeah, looks like this is the first documented case on USA of being catfished. Mm-hmm. Um not yeah, great. Nev Shulman actually was in the background. You just didn't see him. Yeah, I know. Probably over there uh, thinking about when he used to beat his girlfriend in college. Mm-hmm. He did that, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. And then the other guy, he's thinking about how he's going to leave the show too, soon to make a movie about Zac Efron being a DJ no one's going to see. Um, uh, these are your friends, I think? Well, I think it's, we are your friends. I didn't see it. I I mean, I we talked yeah, we talked earlier about you named much movies that you hadn't seen that I've seen. I haven't seen that shit. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we lo- they tell him that the, his, their dad hired him, and you know, he's going to leave. But then, of course, at the same time, the same goons we see at the underground poker game come, and um, they break his nose, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he has until Monday to get thirty thousand dollars. Which, woof, not a place I want to be. That. I think it's more than that. I think it's more than that. Okay. Anyway, he has till Monday. Yeah, he has till Monday. Um, and so, you know, Sean and Gus basically try to get him to, you know, go to his dad, admit what he mm-hmm. did wrong, and maybe his dad will get him out of this mm-hmm. or whatever. But uh, so he's like, all right, fine, let's go. So they get, he, they get in the, he gets in the car, they drive him to the dealership, mm-hmm. and they just let him out and then drive away. Um, yeah. Not a great move. I mean, you no. have to assume that that he's not that he's not actually going to do it. And sure mm-hmm. enough, he doesn't go inside. No. I mean, he does go inside, but not <clears throat> not when his dad's there. Yeah, and so they get Sean gets called the next morning, and basically we learn that he didn't show up. What he did do is he stayed. Um, actually, what I'm missing, <laughs> I skipped the scene where Jules yeah. is going through Lassie's desk, and she finds an address book and writes some things down. Gets caught anyway. That's keep yeah. that in mind. This this is the B plot. This is a yeah. this is the tiny B-plot. Um, anyway, so he gets called, and we learn that uh, Brandon stayed late, and he broke into the safe and stole the money out of it. Um, man. I The thing is, my dad is not a mean person. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm not afraid of my dad, you know, like some people are. I could never in a million years. I don't even want to know what would happen. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing that to my parents. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure. I mean, I was gonna say, who amongst us hasn't taken a twenty dollar bill from their parents' uh, wallet or something? But I guarantee you, you haven't. I haven't. But I, I, the worst thing I ever did, the thing that actually my parents most mad at me, is that when my older brother could drive and would be home for the summers in college, a lot of times we'd go out and get Taco Bell late at night. And one time, and there was a time where our neighbor next door was away for the summer because he was a snowbird and so we parked my brother's car in that driveway just because it was easier and one time um oh no we had two cars in that driveway uh and my brother was trying to get out 
a re- trying to get around my dad's car and he accidentally ran over like a water pipe in my neighbor's yard to the point where like there was like water a bong? spilling everywhere. What? Like a bong? No, like a like a water main, like a like like a Oh, you're just fucking with me. Um, like a sprinkler. Not a sprinkler, like one of those things that literally controls the water. Like water was like going like ten feet in the air type of thing. Oh, okay. Um and that was at like two in the morning. And uh that was definitely the and that cost. I'll say I'll say that that the repairing that cost more than a twenty dollars out of well that wasn't um, you though that was your brother but uh, but i mean the thing about it is that like i think i was definitely as complicit as he was it definitely was my idea more than anything um so yeah uh that is that thinking about how mad my dad was there and that was significantly less than thirty thousand dollars stolen from a safe um anyway yeah yeah. but you know what's stupid though like okay if this kid took a check and cashed it for thirty thousand dollars Change the fucking combo, man. Like, yeah, real. yeah. Anyway, um, Sean, uh, he talks to Gus, and we learn that the that there is a um, uh, qualifier for the World Poker Derby uh, happening in Santa Barbara, and this and Sean uses his magic. You know, he does a psychic thing. He says, you know, TP. Then to Terry Polo, obviously, that's the natural place to go. Um, mm-hmm. Then a TP, like a tent. Then Chimichanga, Shaka Khan, Chichanga, which is apparently the name of the local Indian casino. Um, I don't even want to look that up to know if that's real because it sounds like it's made up. Um, but I know there's one here in like San Diego ish, somewhere in here in California, like in Southern California. It's called Pachanga. Um, oh, Pachanga. Oh, I thought you were saying Chichanga. Okay, Pachanga. No, Pachanga. And then yes, there's it, another it one. It is real. It is in. Do you know what? Do you know where it is? I'll give you a hint. Meet me there. Oh, Temecula. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, of course, is a city equidistant from Los Angeles in San Diego, where someone famously, on Christmas Day, asked someone to meet him there because of a NBA Twitter argument about Kobe Bryant. Um, yeah, classic, classic moment stuff. on this website. <laughs> do you remember Do you remember when this was not as big, where a guy threatened to fly somewhere because of an argument about Derek Fisher? <laughs> not, no, I don't remember that one. I remember the guy who got really pissed off at Streetcar, that lawyer dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that where he bought tickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. God, I, I, just, <laughs> I, just, I understand objectively that Twitter is really bad, but it's like that's just—it's perfect. I, I love it so much. <laughs> just, people, <laughs> on Christmas Day, a guy drove. He had to leave his family for like an hour <laughs> to get a fight with someone over Kobe. <laughs> I know. It's, was it was it was it humble tees? No, it was no, no. It was I think it was Snotty Drippin was the other guy. I think. Oh, it was Snotty Drippin. It was yeah, Snotty yeah, Drippin. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so they decide that they're not going to go to the cops. That they want to give him another chance. So they go to the casino. Too late. Brandon already uh, bought the chips. But instead of you know giving up, Sean decides that he's going to go in. Uh, yeah, you know and. In a kind of sweet moment, um, you know, the, the father, uh, Bill, asks Henry if he thinks that Sean can win. And, you know, Henry thinking back to when he was, you know, uh, yeah, when he was beating the crap out of the other cops, he uh, confirms that, yeah, he could definitely win it. Yeah. So. So we go to the, the, the tables and him and Berger, the main adversary who he lost his money to, who's like very good and beat Brandon, even though Brandon thinks he's better. He's at a different table, so they need to basically get to the finals to face each other. And Sean is, you know, he's toying with the people at his table, 
you know, one of the guys quit smoking. The other guy doesn't want to be at the table with him because he's a psychic, which is against the rules, which apparently is not against the rules, which I suppose makes sense because once again, how do you prove that someone's psychic? Um, and, uh, you know, Sean, he plays him like a fiddle. He's really good at poker, understandably so, because he's incredibly good at observing people's mannerisms. Um, although obviously right. like this is clearly not the most experienced poker player table. Cause in real life, like the top people just don't really do anything mannerism wise because they're the top people. But, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so eventually, yeah, he, he makes his way. The, the field is whittled down mm-hmm. and the final, um, <clears throat> the final matchup is going to be between burger and Sean. So they get their own table and, you know, they start to go through the whole, you know, breaking open the deck, a fresh deck. And, um, yeah, right away I kind of like I, – I saw what was going on here. I'm like, why the hell does this dealer keep touching your hair? It's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they start playing the card game and Sean is trying to read Burger to see if he can, like, you know, bet on the hand or whatever the hell. And that's when he decides that there's some cheating going on. Yeah. Because he sees that Burger gestures with his hand, with his glasses, and Sean notices that through the glasses, there's a marking on the cards. And so he's getting some readings from the chips, and the chips tell him what's going on. And basically, the glasses are some type of, like, they have a lens where they can see an invisible ink. And the invisible ink is on the dealer's, like, hair tie thing, and she's using it and marking face cards. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it's a good way to cheat if you're going to cheat. Yeah, yeah, and also what kind of a giveaway was that we saw that the dealer is, is the woman who was in the car. We didn't see yeah. her face at the time, but we see her, like, charm bracelet with, yeah. uh, with the, exactly. the five cards, whatever. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, you know, um, they get caught, and they end up winning, and Sean and Gus get, as a reward, $7,500 from, uh, from Bill, uh, and Sean, Sean does what any degenerate does. He bets he 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 double he wants to double his money, you know, like at the end of Cash Cab when you get arrive at your uh, your final mm-hmm. destination. And the thing um, is, with Cash Cab, you always go for double because if you don't win it, you had a free cab, right? That's that is the thing. That's I, my attitude. That's my attitude. You always too. go for double. Also, because Cash Cab is pretty easy. As far yeah. as the game shows go, I would fucking kill a Cash Cab. Ben Bailey, my DMs are open. Although yeah. the whole point is that it's supposed to be random, even though it actually isn't. But whatever. Have you ever known anyone that's been on the Cash Cab, or have you no. ever seen it? No, because it really got. I think it like stopped being a big thing by the time I moved up here. So no, that um, must have been right around the time that someone got killed in Vancouver by the cash cab or Canada. Really, someone got killed by the. Oh right, yeah, that did happen. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. I think a big thing too is Uber and Lyft really. Uh, uh, cut into that industry. Yeah. Do you, do you remember the Thirty Rock bit where Tracy gets on cash cab? <laughs> No, I didn't watch Thirty Rock. Oh my god, it's because he remembers. Like, it's like when. Uh, it's like this. Um, this celebration happened in like the, the what is it like America just served the bicentennial of this that or the other and it's like I remember that when they had the bicentennial they said that the Statue of Liberty was going to take our top off and that was in 1970 like he just he, he deduces all these things with this anyway great television show um so he bets it on black um which if I was going to try to double up my money I suppose it's the way I would do it but I would just never I'm not even though I know that those odds are actually like pretty good for a casino i would not ever want to do anything that takes no skill even though of course there really is no skill in poker or blackjack unless you're really good um yeah yeah i also like just a little small thing too or not that small actually 
But if I was anybody else in this tournament, I would demand that they do the tournament again. Fuck that. Oh, great point. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it looks like they lose. They lost other money because they always bet on black. Um, which uh, Barry Wesley Stipes, not he may he, both with tax advice and with gambling advice, he leads you astray. Um, Damn. And then so we cut to Lassie's birthday party, and we see an interesting cast of characters outside his house. Not exactly who you think Lassie's friends are. And Lassie shows up, and when he gets surprised, he pulls out the biscuit. Yeah, he pulls out the biscuit. Um, and yeah, he's freaked out. First of all, we find out previously that he hates being surprised. So, I mean, it shouldn't be a shocker that he's... How know. do you feel about surprises? I don't have any opinion. I don't think I've ever been surprised. I've been surprised in that... it was. A, I had like a two... I, I, I had a surprise birthday party in that it was like probably like seven or eight people. Like mm-hmm. not a lot, but it was a surprise, a good surprise, you know. Um, and I'm pro. I'm always pro surprises because I'm. Mo- you know, the main reason is because I don't have a lot of plans, and so and I forget to make plans. And so if you can surprise me with something, you know, I'm down for it. But Lassie's not that way, and it's not just that he doesn't like surprises. That these people are not his friends. Who are they? Yeah, apparently Lassiter, like a real psychopath, keeps uh, in that little black book, the address mm-hmm. book. They're not people that are his friends. They're people he's been arrested. And anyone with a star designated next to their name, like, has been arrested multiple times? Is that what No, yeah, yeah. It's like a repeat offender. Serious, yeah, repeat offender. Which, I will say, it's a funny detail, but it, it is a, it's not a, a cop's responsibility to monitor people who are not actively committing crimes. We have a parole system, and if they're off parole, then they shouldn't have to be subject to surveillance from a police officer. Uh, that's bad. That is that, that just a cop should not consider it his responsibility to check in on people. That's not the way that we have systems. Uh, and that's how you people get harassed in this country. Not great. Not great. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, obviously people, I mean, I'm honestly surprised that some of them brought gifts. Um, but Lassiter kind of cuts it short. He needs to go inside and pack. And they're like, why? And, uh, because now they know where he lives. Uh, yeah. so yeah, big fumble again. Yep. And what you won't fumble is when I ask you, what do you give this episode out of 10? I gave it a seven and a half again. I feel like it's always a seven and yeah. a half. I think that like, I think this, this first season, they're getting their sea legs, you know, and then they, they, they step it up. I, I, I really just trust, stay with me. You're gonna, there's going to be some eights and nines, maybe some tens. Um, it's, there's some good episodes coming up. Um, I would also give it a 7.5. Uh, and I would also give you time to tell people where they can find you on Twitter. You could find me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the J Christie. Please rate, review, subscribe, share this show with the biggest psych fan in your life, and follow us on Twitter at First Psych. And more important than that, tune in next week as we talk about the season one finale, Scary Sherry, Bianca's Toast. <laughs>